podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of Pit Stop Fracker and we're here to review the Austrian Grand Prix um, where Max Verstappen, number 33, has stormed to a scintillating victory. I think it was 18 seconds come the end of it. Um, from second place man, Valtteri Bottas um, and a very respectable Lando Norris who ended up in third. Um, today I'm joined by Richard and Martin. How are you two keeping? Let me come to you first, Richard. How are you doing? Not too bad, bro. Not too bad. Um, as, as you know, we had the England match on yesterday. Me, personally, I don't really care, do I? As you see by my Jimmy <laughs> top. But, um, yeah, you know, at least it was, you know, good a good weekend for, um, well, in some ways, for, you know, British fans. You know, England won 4-0 yesterday. You know, Lando had the storm in qualifying. George had the storm in qualifying. Lewis, not really... And then, you know, two out of three, you know, got, got points. So, say a decent weekend overall, really, depending on if you're a fan of whoever. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I watched that England game yesterday. Um, it was good, 4-0. Nice to see England England doing well at football for once. And hopefully this time next week, when, when we're recording next Sunday, who knows? Could be home already, mate. <laughs> um, but less said about that, the better. Martin, how you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Just taking it easy. That's it, really. Yeah. 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 Disappointed by the last three weeks, but we move. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, I was. I said it off camera as well. These last three weeks have not been good for my hairline yeah, in any way, shape or form. This is not good for my hairline, for my stress levels. It's everything, man. Like, Lewis and Mercedes need to do something now, man. Silverstone's next, so we're, we're hoping for a big performance from them. Um, but yeah, so if you are joining us on the YouTube, you'd see that we have another special guest with us. Formula One have delivered a triple header, so we've now got our own triple header. We've had three guests in a row now in three weeks, so um, I'm very proud to say that we're joined by half of the On The Chicane cast, Paris. Welcome to Pit Stop Fracker. Um, how you doing? Hi, um, thanks for having me, firstly. Um, missing my other half right now. She's had to nip off for a bit of a family emergency, otherwise she would have been here too. Uh, so, Mariam, shout out to you. Uh, we're missing you this evening. Um, but I'm good. I also am feeling a bit crappy because, um, you know, the last few races haven't really gone, I'd say, Mercedes way, um, not just Hamilton's way, but, uh, yeah, Silverstone couple weeks let's get to it yeah fingers crossed they can do something because yeah mercedes's performance especially in the last two races uh, is far far inferior to to red bull and as i said last week that red bull in the hands of max verstappen is just something else but um yeah we'll we'll get into that as the pod goes on um just quickly paris what we do with everyone any guests that join us any new cast members? We always ask them um, their favourite F1 moment story. Um, so, yeah, what, what's yours? Um, I think 
I don't really have a favorite moment, but I do have a most memorable moment. Um, I remember being quite young, um, like a young teenager. I think it was like 2006. Um, and that race where only six cars raced because of the oh. tires, the Bridgestone tires and the uh, Michelin yeah. tires. And I quite clearly remember that race thinking, oh my God, I can't believe this has happened in F1. Um, and I think maybe a few years later, they, they switched to Pirelli anyway, and all of that kind of stuff is gone. So, yeah, I don't think I have a really a favourite moment, because I've just watched it for so long that it's all muddled into one. But definitely, for me, one of the most memorable races um, of the entire time I've watched it. Yeah, that, that race was um, USA 2005. I'm actually re referencing a tweet that you put out earlier this week about you respecting those people that can remember Formula One races from uh, 15 years ago. I don't know who tweeted the Pit Stop account, <laughs> but there is a few of us over at Pit Stop that are like, you know, know our racing inside out. More than the FIA, we, you know, we're, we're better than AWS over at Pit Stop when it comes to memory. Um, th there's a certain certain man, Kunle, um, you know, he's, he's, he's the older head. He, he remembers Fangio. You know, he, he, he remembers <laughs> Jim Clark, uh, Graham Mill, you know, all, all of them on there. Yeah. Beto Scotty. Yeah. Good going. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. But yeah, um, on the chicane, that's that's your uh, pod. Um, so you review races there. So listeners, viewers, be sure to check them out. Some um, good stuff that Miriam and Paris are doing over there. Um, but yeah, enough of the introductions. Um, let's get into it. So, um, prior to qualifying, it was prior to qualifying, Hamilton um, has penned, penned down two years with Mercedes. Um, so, he's going to be with us until 2023. Going to come to you first on this, Richard. How you? How was your initial thoughts to that, uh, Hamilton signing on for another couple of years? Well, I was happy about it, to be fair. Um Obviously, that means we get to see Lewis at least for another two and a half years, which is always great. Um, but I was just quite surprised, funny enough, of how quick it was and actually the length of it, really. Um, I'd, funny enough, I've see, I seen like a reaction video that they did on the Mercedes YouTube channel where Toto and Lewis were just basically like um, discussing it. And Lewis actually said, like, I, even I'm surprised of how quick we managed to sign off this contract because it's like we feel weird. Um, sign off um, getting this done so early and even I was thinking the same thing as like this there wasn't even like rumours or anything as far as I'm aware of like or leaks to say oh yeah Lewis has the contract and it's going to be announced you know round about Austria I thought it might have been announced round about Silverstone really that would have made a bit better sense perhaps but you know that's not here not there um, it also says the amount of faith that he has in Mercedes as well in terms of the new regulations like I always expect him to sign at least a one year deal the fact that he signed a two-year deal, I don't know if is that just give him like a grace period in case Mercedes on um, maybe as good in 2022, perhaps just to give them another go until 2023. And also it says to me another indication that that might be the last time you might see Lewis no matter what. He might cause, you know, he wants to start a family, he wants to have kids and whatnot. Um, one of the reasons why he hasn't already done that is because, like, you know, some of the co his competitors, I, you know, Valtteri or Nico or Dave, like either like left the partners or like, you know, stayed in separate rooms or whatever, wherever all these underhand tactics just to like go to battle with Lewis. So it was just like, okay, if my teammates are doing that, I, 
I already know what stress as it is. I've got you know, Cloverland. I'm doing all this activism stuff as well. You know, he doesn't, you know, want the distraction of a kid, a man as well. Because I think Vettel's got like two, three kids as well. And I don't know if that plays a part in him, you know, not being as good as what he once was, but, you know, that's not here nor there. Um, so, so yeah, it's, uh, I thought it was quite surprising that Lewis has undeniable faith that Mercedes are going to nail these regulations and that he is even willing to give them an extra year, supposedly, you know, if 2022 isn't the year that Mercedes come back, um, that he'll go into 2023. So, yeah, either way, I'm, I'm happy to feel you. Yeah, yeah, let's see. Let's let, let's see what happens. I mean, um, I know my, my initial reaction to it was was quite surprised, uh, especially the timing of it, because um, as you said, Mercedes is not performing the best at the moment. There's questions being asked of their current car this year, and then all of a sudden this comes out, you know, the, their star driver signing on for another two years. Um, Martin, going to come to you. Your initial reaction to this, I'm sure in the group chat, was that, He's gone in for num. He's Martin's left. He got so excited, um, and, and 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 the thought of number ten coming um, Hamilton's way um, caused him to run off. All right, he's, he's joined us again. Um, whilst he's setting up, Paris, let me come to you. What was your initial thoughts with Hamilton signing on for another couple of years? I mean, really, really similar to Richard. Really, like my first thought was brilliant. You know, he's kind of giving Mercedes the chance during the new regulation era and he's thinking all right cool I can get in there um also very very surprised that he did it so early um last time um they they didn't sign until like January of this year which is only a few months before the um the season even started so I really did expect that to be a much lengthier process um but perhaps he was thinking well you know, with the regulations changing, it doesn't, it's not going to make much difference to him if he signs now or if he signs later in the year because it's not dependent on how they perform this year. So I think that could be a bit of his reasoning. Um, I, I also thought that perhaps if he had won the championship this year, um, he would have just like exited with his eight championships. But maybe as well, because they aren't performing so well, that made him think, all right, well, let me get him for next year just in case, because I think he wants that eighth championship. He wants to be, you know, world champion no matter what. No one else can compare to him. No one can compare him to, like, Schumacher, whoever, because he surpassed everybody else. So I think that's probably why he he got in there and it didn't make it a difficult, lengthy process. Um, but I knew it would happen... I knew it would definitely happen when I saw him on the yacht with Rosberg and, and Toto's family. I was thinking, I don't know if you saw those pictures earlier in the year, but he was like vacationing in, in Monaco with like Toto's family and Nico yeah. Rosberg's family. Yeah. And I thought, my first thought when I saw that was like, okay, so Bottas is not part of the family. Like, why is he not there on that on that boat trip? So I think they were already trying to like sow the seeds of conversation for the signing. And in that sense, I'm not surprised that it happened. I'm just surprised that it happened so early in the year. Um but my second thought actually was, okay, first seat taken care of, but now what happens to Bottas and Russell? Because Bottas is going to be having to be fighting for the rest of the year for this seat um, and really like going out and proving himself. And we've just seen Russell completely outperforming that Williams car this year. So it's going to be tricky. Yeah, I mean, the fact that you touched on 
the probability that he may not win it this year. So he signed on for two more years with the hope that, you know, he can surpass Schumacher's record is actually uh, a way I didn't even think about it. Um, I My initial thoughts um, coincided with Martin's because Martin turned around straight away in the group chat and was like, he's going for number 10. I'm sure it was you. Is that right, Martin? You said he's going in for number 10? I think it was me. Or my swimmer. Yeah, I, I think know. I, I don't I've been, know. I've been saying it for a while. I've always said like even when he won his six or I think it's from his sixth one, I said he's gonna go for ten. I don't see him stopping at seven or eight. Like why just do one better? Why not just go for it and try smash it? Do something that's never been done before. I mean, yeah, of course eight wouldn't have been done before, but if you got like that gap of three championships now, that's pretty much impossible, near impossible to reach. In in that in well, with the new regulation changes and the cards are going to be more mm-hmm. equal, it yeah, it'd be pretty much impossible to reach for any driver. Yeah, look, let's see, let's see what happens for me. I'm praying for it. I hope he can get number ten. Um, but um, Lewis, if you're listening or watching. Get Toto to turn the engines up now, man. Come on. It's about time you guys turned up the engine. Silverstone's around the corner. Summer break. (laughs) They're waiting. Um, But what we did see, though, guys guys and girls, in qualifying was um, a certain Mercedes engine uh, in the hands of Lando Norris was going very quick around that A1. Well, the Red Bull ring. Sorry, I keep referring it to the A1 ring, giving away my age. But... um, Lando Norris, uh, P two, Paris. How did you how did you see that? I thought that was brilliant. I was like, "Well done, Lando." I'm. I don't even really care about him. Usually, I'm not going to lie. I don't. I'm not here, neither here nor there, when it comes to Lando Norris. Um, but I do think this year, I think I've shouted him out a couple of times in the sense of just commending him for always placing his car in a good position and qualifying. Um, and the fact that he ended up in P2, I mean, P2 and qualifying, P3 at the end of the race, like, I thought that was, you know, brilliant job to him. Um, and I also really thought the fact that he defended himself against Perez in the first lap, when you compare that with what he was doing last week, when he kind of let everybody go past him, and he was thinking, well, my race is against the Ferraris, I thought... You know, at least he's saying, well, I'm here now in, in the present moment. I'm fighting the Mercedes Let me actually, and I'm fighting the Red Bull. Let me actually fight them. So I thought that was pretty good for him. You know what? We might as well just get straight into it and, and discuss um, I just Lando's performance. About his go, lap. Go for it, um, I think just looking at that lap, there's, it, was, it, was, it was special. There, I think there's no other way to describe it. Only one other driver um, went below 104, and that was um, Max. And he went 103 twice. I think the first time he got deleted because of track limits. But I'm sure when he qualified, he got a 103 again. Um, point, I can't remember what it was, but it was a 103 point something. So He was so close to getting pole. Like, in a, yeah. in a weird way, I was like, I hope he gets pole just to yeah. max off. Like, I just loved it. it was, there was that moment where I think everybody held their breath and was like, is he going to do it? Yeah, I think he was beating Max as well in the first two sectors, and it was a third sector that let him down. But as he, he's a, um, as we said on, um, the, on the account this week, he's a generational talent. Um, 
And that that's that's literally it. He's a generational talent, absolutely. And he's shown a lot of growth from the previous two two seasons he's been there, where he wasn't exactly the most confident of drivers, but now you're just seeing a completely different Lando Norris, which um, is, is great to see, especially for the sport, in terms of all the young drivers coming up. Yeah, definitely. I, I think what, for me, what I've seen with Lando this year is he's just consistently delivered. In the first few races, we'll see in the gap between him and Ricardo, and a lot of us were like, mm, you know, he's used to the car, he understands it. I think now it's quite clear to see that that guy has got, you know, the bit between his teeth. That car, he is hooking up perfectly on Saturday. And even in the race, what we saw today was a fantastic, fantastic drive. I personally, from the last race, was upset that he just let uh, Perez and Bottas go last week. I think he could have done a bit more to defend his position. We understand the strategy and, you know, they were racing against Ferrari. But what we saw today from Lando, especially at the start, um, you know, not letting Perez get through, forcing him off. I think it was at turn four um, and therefore resulting uh, in a penalty. Um, but yeah, how did you see those open exchanges, Richard, between Lando and um, Sergio? Yeah, um, it was a good battle, to be fair. Uh, in turn, after turn one, I think it was, or might have been after turn, like turn three or something, that one off area, um, I think it was, I think Lando pushed like, Checo off, like basically on that, that big runoff area, mm -hmm. basically. So it was a good scrap as well, especially when you take into account um, how much faster the Red, well, just about faster this weekend the Red Bull was to um, the McLaren over like at least one lap pace. Um, but in terms of the penalty as well, I thought, I thought it was quite harsh. I did think it was justifiable at first, but when I see more replays of it, there was no point that um, Checo was ahead of Lando at any point, and he had command of the race on land as well. It was just a case of, you know, Checo just, you know, going. when you go around the outside of certain, in certain corners and certain tracks, you take that risk of just being pushed off, and Checo took that risk and unfortunately lost. But for whatever reason, she just thought it was overly aggressive. It was just hard racing, like, how Marco said it, like I think um, not so, um, Horner said it as well. It was just basically hard racing. It was the same when Checo done it on Leclerc. It was just hard racing. Okay, I don't think there was much. I don't think there was any need for in terms of the penalties for anyone. Well, for Checo or for Lando today, but yeah, mm. Lando done really well. Like he held off, he held off Lewis for like twenty laps until he got hit with a five second penalty, then got overtaken. But then later, later on in the um, in the race, we've seen them go back for Lewis as well. Okay, he had a floor issue, but even still, he, he showed really good race pace today and a really mature drive. I actually seen my fives with him like last weekend because I thought, okay, he doesn't want that smoke with like the Red Bulls and I because he thinks they're clear. But this weekend, like I, saw, I don't think there's any upgrades or anything, but we managed to see like you know the straight line speed on the clans and um, how how quick they actually are. And he was only um Lam was only half half a tenth. Off pole, and it was actually on course to get pole because he was leading at max or like around about a tenth up until the deadly last corner. It was only until it was only until then that's when he lost the time. But yeah, he he's had a brilliant weekend. Honestly, yeah, he's he's my driver today anyway. So yeah, definitely big. Yeah, cluster. yeah, I think I think that's unanimous amongst all of us. The driver of the day is Lando Norris. Obviously, we can make a case, an argument for Max Verstappen, but. um 
that's not me. Uh, I'm 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 not I'm not giving Max um, any props when he has that car, um, especially with those Dutch fans shouting. It's getting quite annoying. Wow, to be it was, that was irking my soul all weekend. Oh my gosh! When I saw the flares and the smoke, ah, uh, I was just like. This is going to be a long weekend. A long <laughs> when weekend. they were, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully, still this in a couple of weeks. They need a Maybe. name. They're like an army. They need like a, a Max Verstappen name for their army. They're so yeah. weird. Are they all called Max Army or something? I don't know. Are they? No. I, just, I, feel like I need a collective name for them all at the same time. <laughs> Paris, you summed it up it's like it's like all you know all all Verstappen fans this weekend were like programmed to wear the same thing. Like, oh, you have to wear an orange T-shirt, be a Max Verstappen fan, let off a flare now and then, have a couple of beers in your hands, you know, and just uh, and, and just shout as, as loud as you can. Whereas as like, you yeah. meant, no, yeah, go on, what were you going to say? So, I I'm think sorry. whereas at Silverstone you would get like you know different types of flags, you get like a Union Jack, all types of fans. Yeah. I think I think this weekend was just like everyone's program. 130,000 people wear an orange t-shirt, maybe a sunglass so you don't get sunburnt, um, and, and and beer in hand. Um, but yeah, what, what were you going to say, Richard? Now, I can't lie. To be fair to those fans, they really do back the boy. You know, honestly, like no matter what you Definitely. think of Max, like the the real, like home and away, like was it? yeah, home and away, basically, yeah. Like they really do go in their drums to back them, no matter what. Okay, you can say that the star of them because you know. The last Dutch drive that they have was obviously is that as far as I'm aware. Um so yeah, it's it's been a mini and even ever had one this this good as good as Max. So to be fair, some the atmosphere did look kind of lit as well. You know, it'll be good if you know Lewis had that sort of atmosphere, but obviously you get the more conservative, you know, waving the British flag and the, 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 yeah. the you know the kids it's just yeah, it's not it's not as lit to be fair. So to be fair to them, yeah, it's a good atmosphere, even if you don't like Max. Can Don't you worry, Martin. If Lewis we... had an army this all this time, like all the fourteen years that he's been in in Formula One, like if he had people yeah. showing up from the way Max show, people show up for Max, yeah, it would be so. They're all on Twitter. Yeah. That's it. They're all on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All yeah. On Twitter tweeting away. Yeah. Don't worry, Martin. With that fifty million a year salary. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. we could we, we could do with a few tickets. But um, Martin, we've got two more races of this to deal with. We still got um, Zandvoort coming up, and then Spa, and I'm sure the Max Army will be there in uh, in strong numbers. Uh, COVID pending, COVID pending that is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, with regard to Norris, though, as he as he went throughout the race, um, obviously he was hit with, with the five second penalty, but he showed strong pace throughout. Um, and he definitely was capable of rubbing shoulders um, with the big boys. Final question on this. I'm, I'm going to come to you, Paris. Do you think McLaren can keep this up for the rest of the year? Um, especially when you consider they've you know, started to use a few of their tokens now. Um, yeah. How, how do you see it panning out for him for the rest of the year? Um, at the moment, they're doing much better than the Ferraris, aren't they? So uh, I think even Ricardo. You know, he started in 13th and finished in 7th. So he seems to be getting a bit more comfortable with the car. Um, and I, I said this, you know, a few weeks ago on our pod that on our YouTube that the I think he needs that time. And when he's more comfortable and then Lando's also, you know, doing the great job that he's doing, they can start strategizing and doing tag teams and beating the Ferraris. Um, so I don't know. I think 
the second half of the season is going to be a real good one to watch for that little battle between them. And with Gasly kind of in there, if Sonoda can also kind of pull up his bootstraps and stop doing the stuff that he's doing, then um, maybe we could have a really, really good midfield battle going on. So, because Gasly is always up in there, do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So I think, yeah, like car-wise, McLaren have set themselves up really well this year. Um, and whatever they've done, they need to keep going. I think, you know, the Mercedes power unit's working for them as well. Um, might not be working for Mercedes as, as much, but it's working for them for sure. Yeah, definitely. Paris, you, you touched on um, Danny Rick there. Um, and he was um, in the wars. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't in the wars. He was at, he, he was ahead of that midfield battle. And what we saw was Sergio Perez kind of in the wars with um, Leclerc today. Um, and I think he got hit with two five-second penalties for pushing Leclerc off track. It, it, it was Leclerc twice, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. How, how did you, what did you make of Perez's performance today? Um, let me come to you on this, Martin. You knew I was going to come to you the way the way again, the way you flew off mute there, you knew I was going to come to you. Yeah. So, um, well, yeah, go for it. As the second chair in the Perez fan club of the pod, the other one is miraculously disappeared this weekend. Um, um she couldn't make it for some reason, always misses isn't it? Is it? I heard the, I, 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 is it Love Island this weekend? Was was that the reason why? Who knows? Who knows? Streets up confirmed. Yes, it is. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I just, I just realised, guys, guys, we've got to hurry up. Love Island's again. Yeah, I'm yeah. joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, with Checo, it was it was um it was a very disappointing race from Checo. Um, I've seen we we know he could do a lot better, and I think he he, he showed a lack of maturity today. Um, he was being overly aggressive at times. He, he, I, I generally don't know what 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 he was going, what he was trying to do. Um, I think if it wasn't for the fact that Max um, Lando holding up the Mercedes boys as well, um, and that getting Max get allowing that Max to get that ten second um, lead, and he had him in that fast car, it would have really had hampered any strategy Red Bull would have put in place today. And yeah, I think it it looked it, it looked more like those checker at the start of the season where he was like really not comfortable in the car. Um I can't, I'm not sure of his previous results in um Austria, but I don't think he actually does very well in Austria anyway. I, I don't think it's it's one it's not one of his favorite tracks, so there's no real real excuse for what happened today. I think Checo me would would have been up he's in um candidate for the Mazepin award. I just think it was just a bad drive overall. And to get two five-second penalties, I mean, yeah, I know um, the FIA was just handing out those penalties like Oprah, but it was, yeah, it was not, it was just, it's just not good. It's not good. We've got to fix yeah, up, Checo. I, I think if you're, if, if you're in a Red Bull, Red Bull pit wall at the start of the day, you would have seen this as a real great opportunity to have a one-two. And I think going into that first lap, I personally think Checo should have just been a bit more conservative, 
Um, yeah. I think he has the car underneath him to have overtaken Norris, exactly. even though it proved hard for Hamilton. Yeah, just bide your time a bit. Yeah. And then I really think they could have executed that perfectly, Red Bull, and and, and ended up with a one-two. But, you know, where did he finish, Perez? Did he finish sixth? Yeah, he finished sixth. So, I mean, yeah, I think they, get, they missed out on all the points there. He did well to get back into fifth. Um and to even just build like a gap between him and um was it Ricardo? Um I think Ricardo and Science. Yeah. Science, yeah, Science yeah, finished within what a half nine point nine and a half seconds. Yeah, so, so basically on the second, I think it was. Yeah. 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 So he just about got through. So he did well enough to finish ahead of Ricardo and the rest of the pack. But as I said, you're in, if you're in the Red Bull and the Red, we saw the pace of the Red Bull that weekend. Um, yeah, it's just it just wasn't a good weekend for Checo. Even in qualifying, he was just hmm. qualifying. He was not good. Even in free practice, he wasn't great either. I think he really needs to really focus on in the future races on that Saturday qualifying. Um, because not every time is a pace of the car going to get you out. And it, I hate to say this, but it's going to look like a Bottas situation in which you're relying on the pace of the car rather than your skill as a driver um, to get you out of certain situations. And that's not the, what we want to see from Checo because we know he's a great driver. No, exactly. F f fully agree with you there. You caught me as I was taking a sip of water, Martin. Um. But I just want to move swiftly on it and just touch on the battle that he had with Leclerc. Um, Richard, I know you got a lot of time for for, for Charles Leclerc. Um, what did you make of that? Um, was was that enjoyable racing for you? Um, was it fair racing? Um, yeah, it was enjoyable racing, to be fair. It was good to see, you know, as someone said on Twitter, not put up with Leclerc's shite anymore, you know, because he seems to... You know, if the tables were turned and he wouldn't have received any penalties, I don't know why, but uh, what you can't say is you can't spell Ferrari without FIA. Take take of that what, what you will. <laughs> so, That's um, a good one. Oh. That is a very good one. They were sponsoring I mean, their podiums today, isn't it? Ferrari. <laughs> was they? I think I think it was and their I'm, Ferrari. Their, I think they got like a champ their champagne brand away. It was, it was, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Podium today. But technically, no, it's not champagne. It's just sparkling wine because okay. champagne can only be champagne if it's from champagne. Oh, it's a little life lesson. I, I, you learn something new every day. Yeah. There you go. So, yeah. Um, and and, then, yeah, and I, that I, just confirms, but by the way, that just confirms that, um, as Paris alluded to earlier, when Hamilton was on the yacht with uh, Rosberg and Toto, Richard was also there supplying the champagne and drinking the champagne as well. <laughs> the champagne, so, yeah. Yes, that's that, all that, that confirmed me. as well. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, continue, Richard. Yes. Continue. Yeah, sorry. Just yeah, just touching on um, check on Leclerc. Um, you, you know me. If if listeners know, I, I love an agenda against Leclerc. But to be fair, even for me, this is hard to like pick his side in this. But I feel that he got done over in terms of by Checo. I feel that both in both occasions, just marginally, he had he was ahead of him before getting pushed off. So when that usually happens, especially on the outside, you're supposed to give him room. But Checo in a more or less desperate situation, he wasn't having that. I don't know if he took note of... I don't of... agree. I don't agree at all. Why? Why not? 
in terms of desperation or what? Yeah, yeah, in terms of desperation. I think um, Leclerc was a bit messy as well. Like, he was all over the back of Checo's car. coming. Oh, like, yeah, definitely, yeah. Swinging to the right, swinging to the left. Like, Checo's looking in both mirrors trying to figure out where Leclerc's coming from. Leclerc's doing scrappy-do like he always does. And then, mm-hmm. like... Mm-hmm. He's trying to figure out where he's coming from. So, yeah, probably he didn't leave him enough space. But I don't think it was totally Checo's fault. I think it was more the clerk's fault. Even Checo said afterwards, I don't race like that. I'm not usually, like, that kind of aggressive. I feel like it was a response to the clerk's form. No, that's that's actually a good point, to be fair. Um... As I said, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying it's just about Checo's fault. I'm not saying it's just about the clear's fault. I said it was more like a recent incident. But if you had to like blame someone, like lean towards um, Charles or Checo, I probably lean just a bit more towards Checo, be- just because there was opportunities twice in both instances where um, Charles was ahead, and you know, inadvertently he's just been pushed off. Now, with the first incident, um, luckily. Shaw managed to um, read it and managed to back off enough, not for him to, you know, drop down seven places relatively. So when he's then attacked him again, um, luckily, you know, there hasn't been that much of the tyres on the gravel for him to, like, spin or have accidents or whatever. So as, as um, yeah, as you said, Checo is not really that sort of person as well. That's the funny thing. But I think there was a bit of desperation in there as well. I think because, you know, he was running comfy and, like, third. And then you know we drop back seven places. He wants to do well for Red Bull, like especially in their home home, like a home ground, if you will. So there was a bit of desperation, to be fair, in my opinion. But as I said, it's, I feel it was more of a racing incident and just good hard racing. But at the same time, I think you know both drivers probably need to do better in terms of analyzing, you know, overtaking moves to go for and you know spatial awareness, basically. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think as soon as Max was off in the distance after the first couple of laps, I was just focusing on that midfield battle to see some action. And it was really enthralling to see, um, obviously, Danny Rick. I think Vettel was in there. Science was charging through at the end. Lekela and obviously Perez. So, yeah, it was, it was really good for me to see to see that midfield battle today. Um, I just want to turn our attentions, though, to what some people call um, the golden child of Formula One. He's he's got a soft spot in in a lot of people's hearts. Um, and I was actually wishing him on this weekend. I thought after last weekend, suffering that power unit failure, he had a new one in his car. This weekend, we're obviously talking about GR sixty three. Uh, George Russell, he ended up with a net eighth position in uh, qualifying three, um, but unfortunately dropped back to P twelve at the start of the race and and eventually ended up P eleven after a a good battle with Alonso. Paris, going to come to you. What did you make of Russell's performance this weekend? I was really hoping that he was going to make it to the end. I was like, coming for those points. Yes, come on, Russell, do this. Do your thing. Because he did so well. Like He made it into Q3. I think across just the whole weekend, he, he did really well. And when you consider his teammate, you know, Latifi doesn't do half of what George does in that Williams. So it just shows like, you know, his skill, I guess. And I think he's always robbed. Something always happens to him. I don't know what it is, but you know, he never manages to kind of see see it through and, and get some points. So I, I was disappointed for him, definitely. And um I blame Reichman. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. <laughs> um 
Martin, you you had a lot to say about Russell last weekend. Yeah, I did. What do you make of his performance this weekend? This is what I. This is exactly what I was saying. I want to see from Russell. Basically, um, I think that battle he had with Alonso is what I what I, what I personally wanted to see. I know other cast members still have, wouldn't have their have changed their minds on Russ, um, George Russell yet, but this is the type of thing I said. Like I, I see him when I see a lot of Russell. Yeah, you can do it on a Saturday. That's great and all, but um, get maximizing the power for one day on a one, on one lap pace. I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's hard to do, but it's not what you need for race day, basically. And what I saw today was him really getting everything out of his car and really defending his position. Like, I took, what, Alonso, what, two or three laps to get past him. Um, and just to go up against someone with the with the IQ of Alonso is, is no mean feat in itself. Like, Alonso's trying every trick in the book to get around him, and George is just defending his position. And I think that that really that impressed me this weekend. I will say that um, whether it's enough for the Mercedes seat, we don't know. I, I it still hasn't changed my mind just as yet. But um, I say it's good. It's good. It's good looking at the moment. It's looking good at the moment for him. I say um, it was a, it was a good it was a good response from last week and the week before. I think or in past races where. He doesn't. I don't feel like he does the best and gets the best out of the Williams on a race day. Whereas I feel like today he probably did that um, on a track where it where he's able to. Um, it's not, yeah. So, yeah. Can I just correct myself there? I meant to say I blame Alonso, and I was also going to say that um, if you take Alonso and Russell's fight and compare it to Perez and Leclerc's fight, I feel like the way Alonso and Russell were doing that was how it should be done. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That was um, clean, exciting racing, especially between um, Russell and, and Alonso there. Last but not least, Richard, what do you make of um, Russell this weekend? Yeah, I thought on the Saturday he was superb, um, superb to be honest with you. Um, the fact that he managed to get it into Q, Q3, sorry, um, on, Q3, Q3 on, me- on mediums. Oh, yeah, on mediums even, yeah. The Q3 fact that he managed to get on Q3 yeah. on mediums was amazing. Actually, to be fair, that with that Williams car, I know people, you know, say it's a terrible car and whatnot. Um, I actually don't think it's as bad as what people make it out to be, it's especially not. on, like, one lap, one lap pace. I feel that it's just because the TV is so trash. It looks like, you know, um, George is some sort of medical worker and that he's overperforming the car. Yeah, we've got a compete with... Um reliability issues as well. I'd say Williams have more of a problem with their reliability issues. But as I said, it's got... A, they're using a lot of Mercedes parts this in this car now. Yeah, so gearbox engines. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... I mean, the only thing they have to really work on is the aerodynamics. Yeah. And... George is yeah. doing well. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's what I mean. Like, as I said, over one lap qualifying, maybe it's just this track, I don't know, maybe it's because it's an easy track, per se. Other one qualifying, it was looking like you know the fifth fastest or whatever. Like it, honestly, I don't honestly don't. It's the not as bad fastest. as what. Hey, but it was. It was. 
Fam, well, you got tonight. If you were, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. If I'm you just make it that that's way, that's then, a yeah. hypothetical, not yeah. the actual, yeah. The, um, yeah. the graphic where they broke down the times of each team in each sector. Each sector. Yeah, yeah, and Williams was like ahead of Mercedes in two of those sectors. So yeah. it was quick this weekend. It was a quick car this weekend. So it's like, yeah, it is yeah. just Latifi. Like we, he's a yeah. See if, he, see if he doesn't get the maximum out of his car. I don't think he even gets fifty yeah. percent. That's why it just looks like George is, you know, as I said, he's going doing overtime for community service. You know, it's just, <laughs> it's just one of them, so, isn't it? It's, it's, so so I, I, I had it on my, I, I, I had it on my notes today. Yeah, that um. I'm going to ask well, what one of you guys a question. Will Williams score a point this year? But I just got to rephrase that. Like, <laughs> I'm going to come to you, Paris. Will George Russell get a point for Williams this year? Forget Latifi. Will George Russell end up getting a point for Williams this year? I, I don't yeah. think he will. Yeah. I think that's it's coming. It, it could have come today. It should have come today. I, I think it should have come today, um, especially with a new power unit and after everything that's happened for him. But. Fingers crossed there's still a few more races left this year for him to to do it. Um, we might as well come on to the Mazapin Award, Mazaspin Award, whichever way you want to look at it. Um, there's quite a few candidates, isn't there? There's uh, Yuki, there's Ocon, there's Kimi. Um, yeah, who are we going for? Richard, Mazapin of the day. Um, I'm going to have to give it to Kimi, you know. Um, Ocon, that that wasn't his fault. It was just um, Giovinazzi. Just basically, just broke his um, the what's the name? The, like the crankshaft. Like the wheel just turned in, basically. And it was it wasn't to do with Ocon. He was sandwiched in. There was nothing he could do. So was, I definitely can't give it to Ocon, even though qualifying wise he was um, horrendous. He was poor. Yeah, he was like as I said, people have been saying he's been turning into a Bamiang since he signed a new contract. Yeah. It's just like <laughs> I don't know. As soon as he signed, he thought, yeah, I'm eating good. I'm here for the next few years. I don't need to do that. I mean, I know if you want to try to get that Mercedes seat, it's looking like a big myth now. Um, it was uh, Yuki. Um, yeah, my stream cut off for like a good 15 laps. So I didn't even know that he had um, two um, five second time penalties for the same thing. And then we got the one. Yeah. I just thought, okay, that's weird. So when he found out he done it again, I'm thinking you literally just got a penalty for doing that same thing early on in the race. What are you doing? So yeah. Um, you he's definitely a strong contender, hundred percent. Especially since he dropped five places, he qualified seventh, and up I think twelfth was it? Yeah, twelfth. Well, okay, that's at the time penalty as well. I have to give it to Kimi, you know. Like he, honestly, he just needs to retire. Like he's he's taking the absolute piss. How are you taking out Seb on the last lap? And it wasn't even Seb's fault. He just literally almost like drove into him and just took him out. Like I, I didn't understand it. Like he's, he's had brain farts like this before. He did it in Portimao, didn't he? With Geo, because he's playing with something on the stadium here. He's literally the most experienced um, Formula One driver, driver of all time. Yeah, like he's been through so many errors and so many different cars and whatnot. Like, how does it got to the point where, you know, he was so amazing back in 03 and 05 for McLaren to now all these years later, he's doing the most basic shit. Like, I, I don't get it. Like, it's just that he, it's weird. I'm, if Alpha, because apparently Alpha are giving him the option to whether to stay on or not. Alpha are not a serious team. They're really not a serious team. They need to say some, Kimmy, thanks for your service, but it's time to just hang up your boots, hang up your gloves. 
I just, you know, call in Hulkenberg or like Ilos or, you know, even like Porsche in um, F2. They cannot be, they can't look to move forward if they haven't killed me. Gio was actually smacking them up in qualifying and in races. So you can't use the experience thing because what's experience getting you? No points. Has like, he got shares in the team or something? Like, what's his. He, he's got like a some. Well, he, he, he started out with a minute, so there's, there's that yeah. sentimental value, isn't it? But at the same time, how long is like. Monetary so, things in there too. That yeah, must be as, the only as, reason. Yeah, as uh, Mart said, like a couple of pods ago, like, you know, with clouds in terms of, like your trophies and whatnot, how long does that actually last for? You can kind of say the same thing to Kimmy. The last, no, he's the last person to win a world championship for Ferrari, you know. That was back when baggy jeans was a thing, you know, you know, in 07. Like, <laughs> why, why, is he, why does he still have a Formula One seat? He's not, it's not like he's doing all these map performances because he's not. Is it you racing like a 40 year old or however old he is? So, yeah, I'm sorry, you're gonna have to give it to him because, yeah, it's criminal. Awful weekend. When in his second stint at Ferrari, how many race wins did he get? Was it just one? One. Just one in Austin, uh, that's it, yeah? USA, yeah, USA yeah, 2018. Yeah. That, that's not spoken about enough either. Yeah, he just got one yeah, that's race true. win. That's, um, yeah, that big fucks, yeah. But yeah, I'm just watching back again, that, that collision on the last lap. That was, that's criminal. You can't be doing that at that stage of the race. It's, um, yeah, shocking. Martin, um, Mazepin of the day, you gonna you going to go for Kimmy? Uh, I mean, ha- if it if it had any type of like impact, then yeah, I would have said Kimmy. But it's like you're not you're not you, you're not they're not really racing for anything, are they? So it's just they're racing for position. So I think I'm gonna have to give it to Yuki for me. I just, I just think how can you get get caught for doing the same thing twice? Same thing twice. They call yeah. you 4K once, and they call you 8K again. And 8K again. <laughs> 8K UHD, yeah. Like, <laughs> just doesn't, it just doesn't make sense, man. And it's it's like Yuki's just doing these things every week now. There's always something that Yuki's doing every week. And, um, yeah, it's just, I don't think he's quite ready for the, um, F1. And I think they might just have to... They might make him a reserve driver for next season and before they bring him back into the fold again. Because he they I don't there's questions where he lost the season. And it's just he's young. It seems like he's, he's getting too hot. He's he's, yeah. he's getting too frustrated under that helmet, I think. He's just swearing. Oh, he just I yes, it's, I've seen it's that. Been like this just, since, um, same mistake twice. Early on. It's been like this since um Comment was poor tomorrow, wasn't it? It's the fourth fourth mm. race. Yeah, you're saying you're I'm faster than the car. What the hell does that mean? Dude, How can you be faster you than don't your own that. car? You like, don't say that. It's, just, no. it's all these people He's called out Alpha Tari that how many times now? He's he's blamed the engineers. He said, um, was it he said Gasly's far is faster, which might be the case, but you don't who knows. Um it's just there's, I think he he had that week where they sent him back to the factory to recalibrate him, and it worked for one race, and then it just hasn't seemed to. He just he's gone back into old ways, isn't it? So yeah, he was calm last week. Like last race, he I think he started eight, finished eight. Like he was he was very just like mellow, and then it seems like he's back on his shit this week. To be honest, um, mm. but. 
uh, yeah, for me, I, I my Mazepin Awards is not going to be him, though, actually. <laughs> really. Who is it? Perez. Yeah. And I love Perez, but I had to kind of give it to him, I think. Um, just for managing to get two five-second penalties, like, against Leclerc as well. And um, I think what you were saying, Eric, is, is the truth. Like, he should have just m mellowed himself a bit at the beginning of the race, bided this time a little bit. Then he wouldn't have even been in that position, um, regardless of who's, like, more at fault during the racing, which I was saying earlier that I think it was a bit more Leclerc's fault. But the fact that Perez was even in that position in the first place, which was caused by his first, um, first lap fight, so I feel like he lost out big time there. He could have been on the podium. You know, he could have had a really, really good race. But instead, he was battling in the midfield, um, you know, scrapping the scrappy do So, Yep. So, Perez, then, for you, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, as I said, for, for Red Bull, really, and at their home race, um, this was a real big opportunity for them to collect maximum points. Uh, it really would have made a statement. I mean, the gap now between Red Bull Mercedes is 44 points. Um, driver standings, 32 points. Um, look, let's see what happens the rest of the season. Um, what did Toto Wolf come out and say after the race? I don't know if he was joking. Um, but what did he turn around and say? He said something like, um, this We're weekend was all about damage. Soon. Yeah, this, this weekend was all about damage limitation. Um, we'll go to Silverstone blow everyone away and finish one, two. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if he's trolling, but um, let's hope for that, especially from my point of view. Um, but yeah, guys, that, that's all we have time for today. Uh, Paris, final thing from you. Uh, anything you want to plug? Obviously, you want to plug on the chicane, but anything else? Definitely going to plug on the chicane. Um, so yeah, catch us on all of our shows, socials. We're on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, hopefully come into a TikTok near you very soon. Um, and we'll be covering the Silverstone race live because me and Mariam are going to be there. So yeah, check us out at On The Chicane on all of our socials. Um, and I think that's it really. Every, um, everybody else can dig up some other stuff if they want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, obviously you've got to do the nice stuff if you're following us on YouTube. Click the like button. Subscribe, follow us at Pitstop Fracker, jumping on the Discord. Race day is always good fun there. Um, but yeah, Silverstone, Paris. Make, please make sure when you go down there, you make more noise um, than the Dutch fans and, and mix up the chants as well instead of I this same sort of roar that they were doing. Yeah. What colour t shirt should I get? Like the Mercedes blue or purple for Lewis? Like I need to do something. I, I think you should go for a black t shirt with a white and green trim. Perfect okay. Mercedes colours. Okay. I think that. Um, but yeah, that's all we have time for. Um, and yeah, we'll be back next week with another episode for you. It's been it's been a pleasure recording this one today. Thank you very much, Paris, Richard, Martin, as ever. Thanks, Thanks a lot. And yeah, it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. Um, so yeah, until next time, guys. Peace. Bye, guys. Bye. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.